The following show is pre-recorded. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations for 820 AM The Word. I've got a special guest today. He's the lead pastor at Calvary Christian Assembly here in Seattle, Ryan Bunbury. Ryan, welcome to Heart of the City. Well, thank you, Chuck. This is awesome. What well, a privilege. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you and I have a mutual fan, friend, uh, Kai Martin. Oh, I love who, that guy. Yeah, I do <laughs> I do as well, and uh, with Seattle Foursquare Church. Yes. and. Kai is uh, moving on to uh, Aberdeen to take a lead pastor role there, which uh, is very exciting for for him and his family and for the congregation there. But in the meantime, uh, we uh, Seattle Foursquare will be uh, having a new pastor come in, which is exciting and to see. And uh, I'm just so impressed with the with the cooperation and the fellowship that is happening with the pastors yeah. in the North Seattle area. And uh, and you're a part of that, yes. Yeah, and so uh, we'd love to chat about that. And uh, you know, the the main focus of Heart of the City, uh, one of the reasons why I love to do this program is I love for pastors and ministry leaders to share about how they came to faith mm-hmm. and to share their own personal testimony. Because I think oftentimes, you know, either consciously or unconsciously, people that are listening to preachers think somehow they've always been this way. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and and there there's no there's you know, they don't know what the backstory is. Right. And so I love for pastors to share about that. So Ryan, uh from this area? Yes, no? Are you uh originally originally from Northern California. That's where I was born and raised. Okay. Sacramento area. A little east of Sacramento town called El Dorado Hills. Okay. Right. Born and raised there. My wife from Elk Grove, uh, south side of Sacramento, and uh, moved up to the Pacific Northwest, God's country, (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, 2016, and haven't looked back. So, yeah. Yeah, so Northern California for many years. Many years, yep. Born and raised there. Originally went to Capital Christian Center, was our home church Mm -hmm. with Pastor Glenn Cole and then Pastor uh, Rick Cole. So, Yeah. yeah. So what was life like for you in, in uh, growing up? Uh, mm-hmm. Were you part of a Christian family? Were your mom and dad know, have, was there uh, you know, uh, a faith uh, uh, walk uh, with your family, or what was it like? Yes. So two sides of the story, right, always, because mom and dad. So mom came from a ministry lineage, and so my great-grandfather, Milton A. Newman, on my mother's side was a preacher, somebody's a God preacher, and uh, church planner, and uh, actually one of the locations in Sacramento um, is still there and live and active for of where he uh, had a tenure pastorate. Uh, so mom's side, you know, is uh, preachers and definitely grew up in the faith. Dad's side, um, my father gave his heart to the Lord, actually, at my great-grandfather's church. So it um, was—that's where I should say he started attending church and growing in his discipleship and Christian formation. Mm -hmm. Um, He gave his—I believe it was during the Jesus movement Mm -hmm. era, and so I've read about that 
amazing part of our history. Um, but dad was then first gen Christian on his side. So you bring them both together. And then I was raised, yes, in a Christian home and actually shared this morning. I forget who I was talking to this morning, but was sharing a little bit of my story too and how my father was the one and my mother were, were the, the two who taught me how to pray hmm. and how to have a relationship with Jesus. So I'm blessed to have, have grown up in such a home. Yeah. 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 Well, you're making me feel a little old, Ryan, because when you talk about the history and the Jesus movement, an interesting yeah. time, because that's the sure. time, you know, I grew up. With. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. Come on. Right around that time. One way, baby. So, Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, those were interesting times. Uh-huh. They, they truly were. And I, I love to have conversations about the late 60s, early 70s and the Jesus movement and what was happening in the church at that time. Mm. And I remember uh, growing up in a in a in a four square church, and on a Sunday night uh, service, three, uh, four hippies walked in. You know, in those days they they were hippies yeah. walking into the church balcony and sitting in the front row yeah. of the balcony, and you know all the eyes of the congregation you know moved to these long haired hippie freaks coming in. Uh, who had just newly gotten newly saved, and what a you know what a powerful thing uh, occurred in the coming years in so many churches. Amazing when um, when that movement started and and uh, you know we were we were witnessing in parks and you know talking to people about the Lord. And That's right. Being very aggressive on our high school campuses for Jesus mm. and it was a, it was a powerful time. So your your dad grew up and or kind of got saved in that That's in right. that era. That's right. Yeah. And so mom and dad fell in love, and you know, along came my sister, Summer, and then along came me. Mm-hmm. Ryan came along and grew up in the, in the Christian home and uh, had you know, my own story and my own journey of, yeah. of finding the Lord. But it was mom and dad who uh, modeled what that looks like. So yeah. to that, I'm eternally grateful. Well, yeah. Isn't that cool? It is cool you know, to grow up in a, in a, in a Christian home. Sometimes when we're kids, we don't realize what a— blessing that's right that is we take Big it deal. for granted until you start kind of observing the lives of of others who didn't uh, uh grow up in the, those environments and you recognize you know how yes. how those habits and and um uh, just having faith in your home makes mm. a huge mm. huge huge difference mm-hmm. yeah big deal so what were your interests in high school so were you were you serving the lord were you you know were you uh, a musician what were you doing in those days <laughs> yeah good no great question my um again some of the things that are embedded in us right come from our 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 upbringing right our childhood and kind of what was modeled mm-hmm. so in in the bunbury home we were all about music Okay, and so my dad plays bass, my mom piano and percussion and sing, and uh, you know very very much involved with choir and directing and so on and so forth. So, so for me, it was natural for me to to you know have music in, in my in my blood. Uh, my uncle uh, Nick Newman um, was hugely um, impactful in my life and had a huge influence in me. Um, I don't know why I get emotional when I think about him, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, another one of those people who had a big impact in my life. Um, so music, he, um, 
really helped me in some of the um, crucial places in my life. So spiritually, uh, one of those mentors I look up to, musically one of those mentors. So to full circle in your question, um, music was a huge part of, hmm. of high school for me. I mean, he, um, you know, he... What did you learn from, you know, you, you say, yeah. you, you, what did you learn from him, you know, from a music perspective and not, you know, how to read sheet music, sure. but, but, but especially when it came to worship and, and, uh, serving the Lord through music, what did you learn? Well, I, I learned how to, how to touch God and how to experience God's presence hmm. through music. I think that's why I get so emotional because <clears throat> that's a that's a a big part of of who I am mm. is experiencing God through music. So like he taught me he didn't just teach me how to, you know, play the snare drum. I mean, I think I had my first <laughs> you know, percussion lesson from, you know, from Uncle Nicky. Right. Um but it was it was the learning how to use those gifts you know, I'm a drummer, I'm a piano player, singer, songwriter, directed choirs, orchestras, ensembles, I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. But all that was learned, all those skills. And I went to school for any of that. That was the influence of my parents and Nick Newman. And, you know, so it was in the blood. But but the greatest aspect of all that in high school was that I'd get up in the morning before anyone was up and I'd go down and with my little triad chords and the little things that I knew you know, as I'm growing in the art um, and the skill thereof, I, I would sit and I'd, I'd worship. I'd sit and I would I would let a G chord and a C chord take me into the presence of God. And I would mm. just un, unload. On, I mean, it was my prayer time. It was, you know, through times of anxiety. Come on. You know, if you've been through high school, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's a journey, right? Sure. I mean, you're, who am I? You know, what do I want to do? What's my purpose? You know, all these things that people ask at a young age in formative years. So for me, it's so special and I get emotional because it's it's not just my lineage. It's the roots. It's the, my, it's, it's the formation. My discipleship years in Christian formation happened, you know, uh, around music and around influencers in my life like Nick Newman and my parents. And my youth pastor, and we can go on and on and on, but we'll talk about that. Well, I don't, I don't want to steal from your story, but <clears throat> I relate to that so well because yeah. music was such a part of my life and growing up. Um, you know, in my high school years, I was singing three hours a day yeah. between high school, between high school and church. Love it in the in the you know musical groups and practice and. You know, and then, if you will, performance and all that sort of thing and the choirs. And, you know, it was that was my kind of, you know, that was my experience was was music. And and I can understand how you can get emotional because you think about the training side of of music where we would practice. And I was in, you know, a lot of quartets and, you know, octets and choirs and traveling groups and all that sort of thing. But the most precious times really wasn't the performances in my mind it was the prayer before mm, good you know we'd have good, we'd have practice and then we would we would go to the prayer room in our church and spend you know a half hour 45 minutes in prayer 
That's right. And so the memories that I have weren't necessarily the practice of the performance, but was the prayer before it. Very good. You know, and how important that was to learn. You know, there's a certain emotional experience you can have in, in, a, in a concert or singing a song that is part of the experience of music. But then there's being in the presence of the Lord that's, that's right. in a different it's totally different, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, not, now you got me talking about me, but oh, it's but a big deal. No, it is I a big deal, that. isn't it? It is. It's huge, especially now. I mean, what we're walking through right now with COVID and you know these unprecedented times, the proliferated racial tensions and the economic uncertainty, and you know, all these things, right? Just going crazy around us. And and for me. You get. You got to have a true north. You got to have a ground zero. What are you rooted in? What are you planted in? For me, it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of my story, and music plays a huge part of that because music literally ushers you into the presence of God. I mean, mm-hmm. you think of you know uh, David, you know, and the Psalm, and in uh, his musicianship, and 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 the songs, the amount of Psalm that he wrote. And expressed himself before God. And what is that? It's what you're talking about. Prayer, right? Right. It's worship. It's presence of God. Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy, right? And um, that for me is a huge part of my story. It's like, man, if I could get, if I can just get alone with God, that's a non-negotiable man for me. I tell you right now, if you know me, you know that I'm all about prayer and the presence of God. It's a big deal mm-hmm. in my life. So, Yeah. Well, you and I were talking beforehand. Uh, you know, I was with, uh, I was on staff at Church on the Way in Van Nuys, and Pastor so Jack cool. Hayford, and and there were times during congregational singing when Pastor Jack would lead, that it, he would say, mm-hmm. "This is like a choir practice, right?" Mm-hmm. And so when you're in choir practice, you know, he'd teach you the chord. Jack would sit there and he'd, te- you know, you'd learn the words. And then he would go over parts just like you would in a choir practice with the mindset of, of that you were part of the – the congregation was part of the choir intended to worship the Lord. And mm. so you might practice for a, you know, <laughs> for a few minutes you know, as a congregation. You're in the middle of a worship service, and then you practice a song, and then once you've got the parts down and he – teach you the you know the various parts then then you would he would lead you in worship unto the lord yeah. and so it was you had this mindset that we aren't just perfunctorily singing these songs out of rote but yeah. there is a purpose and a reason and a and a power behind this worship song that That's we're right. doing this uh not to just get through these three songs so we can take an offering and yeah. hear the sermon and then you know but that this was part of the 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 experience that he wanted you yeah. to have during this this church service. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is, Chuck. I love how you say that cuz it is an experience. It's not just head knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just I know the right chords, I know the right, you know, rhythm. I got the road map, you know, I got the score. Sweet. Awesome. You know, it's not just head knowledge, it's heart experience. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes the best musicians. This is stuff like my uncle taught me, man. You got to feel the music. Mm-hmm. You know, can you feel what you're playing? Mm-hmm. You know, do you, can you interpret what's with the black and white on that page? And can you, can you make it come alive? Well, what is that? Right. 
that's experience. Right. <laughs> that's right. So you, you talk about music and you, my, my mind just starts going bonkers. I mean, I think of the times we're in right now, if I could just interject this thought in terms of prayer and worship and togetherness, you know, you, you think in terms of music, um, and, and let me say it this way. If there's anything needed right now, it's unity. I mean, can we agree on that? You know, unity in the church, unity in the city of Seattle. Come on, unity in our nation. Mm-hmm. Hello, right? I mean, unity. It's what Jesus prayed for in John 17, right? That we might be united. He prays that prayer over us, over you and me, Chuck. Mm-hmm. That we might be united. If you remember, he said that the world will know us if we're united by our love. If we love people, they'll know we're his. But you think of music and the unity and the heart. Here's where I'm going. Unity, what, what's needed now more than ever, isn't sameness. It, it's like harmony. I'm talking music, right? Mm-hmm. Unity like harmony. Here's what it is. Different notes, right, coming together to form a greater sound. Mm. That can preach right there. So we're, yeah. we're, I mean, we're taught right here what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You've got your story is different than mine. You know, a C note is not an E note. Mm-hmm. An E note is not a G note. They're distinctly different notes, but when they come together, it forms what harmony, a beautiful new sound. And so that unity of of thought, music. You know, I'm united with Christ when I worship. When I come together with you in a service, right? We might we may not agree on everything, but if we can come together, different notes coming together, we can form a harmony. We can we can come together around a song focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the power behind that. And so music to me is is everything with in terms of connecting with God and it truly is an experience. It is. You know, um uh, on on Facebook, it's interesting. <clears throat> I'm sure you know the name Mark Lowry. Yes. You know Mark. Um, you know, I've followed the Gaither Vocal Band years past. And I'm For starting, sure. I'm starting to show my age here because, uh, you know, we're talking about Gaither music. But, Fair enough. <laughs> but Mark's been on Facebook doing some live stuff here recently by himself, mm. singing a cappella. Mm-hmm. And he'll get on Facebook and have a couple thousand people from around the country, and mm. and you know he's got uh, some sort of a system set up to where there's a screen, and so he can show songs out of a songbook from yeah. some old hymns or from some old choruses or that sort of stuff. And he'll sit there and literally beat his chest to time and yeah. sing some of these old choruses and songs that guys like me would would uh, enjoy. And you see that ministry take yeah. place that that the I think of a, a scripture that talks about, um, uh, and the psalmist talks about songs of deliverance from the days of my youth. Mm. And so, when you hear those songs from the '60s or '70s, for for me, those right. are songs of deliverance from the days of my youth. So, when we go back to those songs, as uh, for someone my age, you're singing about the deliverance of the Lord and 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 what what you experienced from then and recounting yes. back to Him. Yeah. The praises and what what helped to form you and 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 form um, your relationship with him when we're going back to those old songs of yes. the faith, right? Yes. And so that's why I appreciate the various genres of of music that take place because 
they are the songs of the deliverance from the days of the youth for someone who is 50 years old or yeah. 60 years old or yeah. 70 or 80, you know, as we go back into some of those old songs and choruses. So I love seeing that, and I love seeing Mark very simply and beautifully sing a cappella to, to, you know, you know, Georgia in in uh, Indiana somewhere. She's he's you Come know on. he sings half of a half of a, a chorus to her and you know uh, just on Facebook you know and that's the power of yes, music that's is. the power of the word just coming through. Yes, it brings us together. Yeah, and I think that's what Jesus is after, mm-hmm. especially in a time like now, is togetherness, not dividing, but coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a big deal, and music does that. It doesn't have to divide, right? Like the C and the E and the G can get along if we work together, right? That's a major triad chord. That's one of the <laughs> that's, <laughs> if right. that's one of the first things you learn. Da 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 da. Right, and then you get the you get the perfect you get the perfect fifth. Da 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 da. And then you learn the the major triad chord, and you know, rest is history. But right. um, no, that's a big deal. I I love how you say that because there are artists in our life that deeply impact us. Along, along. I mean, we. If you start naming songs right now, and even just playing clips of stuff, I guarantee it, any song you play, somebody's going to know. It's going to take them back to a mem, to to a, a moment and an experience yes. that they had, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's the power of music. So, anyhow. Well, it is the power of music, and and obviously we're going to have to do a second part to this because we're we're running out of time here. We've got about three minutes, <laughs> but I've done some some uh, seminars before on um, advertising and audio and all this sort of thing. And they, uh, you, you talk about uh, chemical memory mm-hmm. and the fact that music has the, the power of chemical memory. How, how did we learn our ABCs as a kid? Mm. We learned it actually through music. That's a, right. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, so when you – and the power of song to bring back emotion that you might have once felt – there's a Steve Miller song, the Steve Miller band, and I, I wasn't a rock and roll kid, uh-huh. even though I grew up in the, that era. I grew up in a very conservative church, so I didn't – that you know music and those genres didn't really uh, – I don't have the kinds of memories some people my age do. Mm. But there's a song that the Steve Miller band did that I remember listening to in January of 1974, working third shift in a factory by – by the Mississippi River in the mm. middle of winter outside, and whenever I hear that song, mm. that memory goes right back to that time. Boom. There That's you go. the power yeah. of song to bring back the memories yeah. of what I was doing and Huge. feeling and all of that sort of thing. And uh, <clears throat> the joy we have as believers is the power of song of worship spirit to filled. the Lord, the yeah. spirit-filled songs right. that bring us back into the presence of the Lord. Huge. Yeah, when Jesus says, my spirit, the spirit gives life, in John 6, 63, right? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Uh, The words I've spoken to you, that's to you and me, right? Mm -hmm. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Those words in the songs that are spirit-filled, why does it change people? Why does it change our our, our circumstance and situation? How, How does it, where does that begin? Well, life, Man, the, yeah. a spirit-filled song is full of life, and that's what Jesus is all about. So, I listen. 
I'm 100% in with doing a second segment. If you, <laughs> okay. Well, we are. <laughs> we, we will. Yeah. We will. Yeah, that's yeah. good, Chuck. Well, so listen, uh, we've we've got to let people know who you are and and how to reach you. We're we're talking with uh, the lead pastor of Calvary Christian Assembly, and his name is Ryan Bunbury. And uh, Ryan, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they connect with you? Oh, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Yeah, would love to connect. I I love. I got a city full of friends. There's 3.5 million people in the surrounding Seattle metropolitan. Hey, man, anybody who wants to be, I'd love to be your friend. You can actually, on, on, the, on the website, it's the easiest way to, to get hold of, of any of us at Calvary, and that's at um, ccassembly.com. So just visit that, and you can reach, reach us through the website. Be awesome. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wind up for part two here. Uh, but uh, Ryan, thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. It's God. a pleasure. What an honor. You've been listening to this eight twenty a.m. The Word special Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on eight twenty a.m. The Word, call Chuck Olmstead two zero six two six nine six two one six. Or go to thewordseattle.com. The preceding program was pre recorded.